you saying? Back in on a Tuesday, along with Bonfesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. I actually felt bad for Nathaniel Hackett yesterday. How bad did you feel? The uh, the coach of the Broncos. It's not going well. It's not because he's, you know, he grew up in Kansas City and you're wanting him to do well, but. I told you it would be tough for a Chiefs fan to coach the Broncos, didn't I? Well, when, yeah, he, when they yeah. hired him, I said it's going to be I, tough for a Chiefs fan to coach this I team. I didn't realize he was going to be so helpful, but I love it. I love that part of it, but is he showing his chief stat too? But yesterday it wasn't about, you know, their bad offense or, you know, losing another close game or anything. Now he's got to field questions about Deion Sanders coming to town. Well, what a great opportunity. I mean, what he did at Jackson state was unbelievable. And so it shows how good of a coach he is and uh, very excited for him and the state of Colorado to have him here. Uh, I met him one time when I was a kid. I remember that he probably wouldn't remember that, but uh, no. I mean, it's prime time. I mean, he's he's one of the best to ever play this game, and uh, it's great to have him here. There's a chance Nathaniel Hackett could meet him now and Dion not remember yeah, it. I mean, that, like he's not even going to be there by the time Dion coaches a game. Yeah, that's true. That poor guy is being asked questions about Dion coming. How many things were probably going around Denver over the weekend? Going, I wish he was coming to coach the Broncos. Oh my God, yes, like a million. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then he's got to get asked about it at the press conference. So what do you think about primetime coming? He's like, oh, man, oh, man. what do I care? Maybe he'll buy Colorado, my house. Colorado is a, a distant, distant second fiddle, right? In football? To what? To the Broncos? Oh, God, yes. I thought you meant um, to like any other team in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, that, that Well, too. not anymore. I mean, they got that all the number too. one recruits I mean, going now. I think that they, they want Colorado to do well, but I think everybody's kind of like. Yeah, if they do, they do. They yeah. don't, they don't. Right? Yeah. And he's got to deal with the head coach there being a way bigger star and, and better coach and uh, more successful coach than he is. That's 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 rough. That is hard, right? I mean, especially for a guy who probably knows so he's thing not going to be there. Getting getting asked about Andy Reid coming yeah. town. You know, yeah, 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 right. That's, that's probably happening. I got I got to answer some about Dion coaching the Buffs. Yeesh. The real answer that he should have given. And I, I would have, I mean, we would have talked about it for four hours today. Nathaniel Hackett should have said, it's exciting for the University of Colorado. Hey, Dion, if you want to buy my house, I think it's going to be up for sale here pretty quick. Let me know. And then left it at that and walked out. That would have been the right answer to give if you are Nathaniel Hackett. Because you're asking a guy about a coach that's coming in that he's not even, like by the time things settle and the dust settles, Nathaniel Hackett's going to be like the quarterback coach for the Miami Dolphins. And he's not going to care who the University of Colorado has. Or he's going to be the quarterback coach for the Houston Texans or something mm. like that. He's not going to care who the Colorado coach is. No. Coach, what do you think about Dion? I mean, I'm 3-9, and nine and I'm getting fired in a yeah. couple of I, I don't care. Yeah. Like, literally has no impact on me whatsoever. No, no. It's great for the state of Colorado. <laughs> oh, boy. I actually felt bad. I'm like, oh, he shouldn't have to do that. I, I did, like, too. It's yeah. really bad. It's really bad. He's got to get outshined now by this guy. Yeah. Oh, no. He says in that statement that there's no chance Dion remembers him from when he was a kid. Dion don't know who he is no, now. Like, no. if you ask Dion Sanders who the coach of the Denver Broncos is, oh. 
Dion don't he know. Say, I don't know, but he's not very good. Yeah. You know, I mean, be, there'd be some not still nice have a team. There'd be some not nice comment <laughs> yeah. that would be following it. Yeah, I mean, I could have done better in my sleep. Mm. Mm. Dion, meanwhile, it's paying I, off. Yeah, he's he's gonna get. Looks like he's gonna get. Remember, he was much ballyhooed. He got that top corner recruit, yeah. Travis Hunter, to come to Jackson State. And right. Everybody went, what? Right. Um, he's looks going like to he's transferred to Colorado too. Come, yep. coach. You won't be having that next year. The boys better get right. I'm coming, coach. Mm-hmm. So, so Travis Hunter, the number one ranked player in the uh, 2022 class, is uh, joining him. He's bringing as part of his Louis Vuitton luggage right. that Dion's bringing with him to Colorado. I mean, quite honestly, that's a better question for Eric Bieniemy than it is for Nathaniel Hackett. What, what do you think of Dion coaching yeah. your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all the modern. You've been yeah. rumored to go there. You, you know, everybody knows he went to Colorado. Nobody knows any other Colorado football players, but everybody knows Eric sleeping with the enemy, right? Um, so that's a better question for him. Hopefully we get that this week. Karen? No. Do we have to? Hey, coach. Um, do, we, do we have to have that question? Yes. Yes, we have to. Somebody's got to ask that. So, what do you think of primetime coaching your alma mater? Primetime. Primetime. Do you know he's got a documentary coming out, Dion does? Uh, no, but sure. Do you know where it's going to be? Where it's going to be? Uh-huh. Like what service it's yeah, on or uh-huh. whatever? Yeah. Uh, Prime? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just guessing. Yep. I would think. Yep. Just saw that today. Hey, I Good for you. them. Or if I said Prime, you're... <laughs> Pluto. No, 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 Prime. no. no Prime. Pluto is the yeah. Big 12 deal. Yeah. Um, no, Prime. Amazon Prime. Man, Prime. putting out a Prime video about that Amazon. Seems, about seems uh, like Dion. a good play on words that they should. Uh, Perfect. Kind of exploited. Yeah. Uh, winter meetings are underway. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that with a question mark either. I said winter meetings are underway. Right. It was, it was actually a, just a period at the end. We of that. saw some irresponsible spending by the Ooh. Phillies yesterday that screws it up for everybody else. We saw Justin Verlander get a two-year $86 million deal yesterday. But even he sounded surprised about it. Yeah, right. Well, I kind of like their offer. You did? Two for yeah, 86? That, that got, that you, got you? You think that tickled your fancy a little bit, yeah. did it? Okay, yeah. good for you. Um, you, Kate Upton, in $43 million a year. Um, and also... The Yankees did a Vargi thing yesterday and had a big signing to announce, and they extended Cashman for four years, to which in the first six minutes that that tweet was out, it had over a 1,000 responses to it. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, it's one thing to say we're having a big announcement and it ends up being Jason Vargas, right? Because the Royals genuinely thought Jason Vargas was a big deal. Was a big deal. Right? Right. Nice signing, not a the major, not, not a major say, award. Can't the Yankees can't say a major announcement this offseason without it being Aaron Judge? Right. We have a major announcement. We've got a signing. Oh, you got Judge. No, Cashman no, for no, four more the years. GM. Uh, like no one cares. Like no, literally no nobody. Nobody cares. cares. Yeah. Go sign Aaron Judge now. If, if Cashman comes in, I, I got a four-year deal, and guess what? We got a ten-year deal with Aaron Judge. Here's Aaron. He brings it in. Then it's a hero's yeah, welcome. Right. Yeah. But you can't tease major announcement and then. Have an ex- extension for your GM that nobody really nobody likes. Right, nobody should be happy about that in New York. Right, and and that's so, not cool. So the winter meetings are going on yesterday, and I feel like you know that kid who wasn't invited to the big event, and you're looking through the window on the outside looking in, and it's not just me. I got 25 of my other friends with me, and we're all looking in at the winter meetings 
because you got the Yankees, the Phillies, the Mets, the Dodgers, maybe the Rangers, who go out there and they just spend willy-nilly and they spend stupidly and nobody else has a shot in all this. So it's like the winter meetings are this group of like the Richie Rich are sitting over here and the other 25 teams are hanging out over here doing their yeah. thing. It's yeah. it's it's such a separation of class in, in Major League Baseball, and it's just not healthy for the game. Winter meetings should be everybody's involved, having fun. What's going on? What's the hot stove? And really, as long as Scott Boris has got his fingers in the dip, you got you got yourself basically five teams that have an opportunity to do anything at these winter meetings of substance. If the NFL, like when the NFL does that stupid coaches picture, you know, that they put out every year and you go, who's that guy with the goatee and bald? He'll be out in three years. And you start crossing off all these people you don't know. At least every team that's there has an opportunity to have input and do something and maybe score a big free agent or a big move or something like that. You go to the winter meetings, you're J.J. Piccolo and the 24 other teams that aren't the Yankees and Dodgers, and you're going, where's the buffet? Yeah. <laughs> like, is, there, is there free continental we'll breakfast at join this place? This, we'll join this thing later. This 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 particular part of the conference isn't for me. Yeah. Uh, J.J. Piccolo, speaking to MLB Radio yesterday, says they are looking to add pitching. I still think having a starting pitcher in our rotation is really paramount, uh, maybe even two, mm, uh, and it doesn't God. take away from anything that our – our young guys will do at some point, but we'd be looking at short-term deals uh, to help bridge that gap and allow them to learn and just settle into being good major league players. And you always want to upgrade your bullpen. It just seems like right. you, you never have enough bullets down there. Yeah. Uh, and our lineup, we're, we're fairly comfortable right now. It's a matter of who's going to play third base. And, um, you know, we, we do have great hopes that Bobby Witt Jr. is going to settle in at shortstop. He's certainly capable. And then we just got to move some other things around. You know, we hear all the time about coaches and executives not saying anything, right? J.J. laid it all out there. That's a great soundbite by J.J. If you're a Royals fan, you know exactly what's going on. You know exactly pitcher what's going two. on. Two pitchers, some relief help. And a third. And who's a, playing third? Who's, we got to get the third base tree, right? We've got to get the third base tree. So it, he says a lot without saying a lot, you know, there like, like, yeah, it, it, coming up in the next segment, there's something that I, I kind of want to touch on of a pitcher that will probably be here in Kansas city and a scenario at third base. That'll either have you excited or ready to punch me in the face. <laughs> either one next. This is Fesco in the morning. Preferred two to one over other competing dentists brought to you by Santa Fe auto sound, your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Rebecca Howe yesterday, uh, Kirsty Alley, Wichita native, both K State and KU. One claim of the few her, people went to both schools. Claim her as famous alumni. Uh, passed away at the age of seventy-one. Apparently, a very quick bout of cancer, according to 
her uh, family, mm-hmm. uh, passed away yesterday at the uh, age of 71. One of many awesome, awesome characters on on the uh, the show Cheers. All right. I'll give you another chance. All right. Thank you. Thank you. But I want to make something very clear. Okay. You've just got one chance left. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, again in baseball ease, it's the bottom of the ninth. You've got two outs, two strikes, and no ball. <laughs> it's tough to be down 0-2. Yep. It's tough to be down 0-2. The, uh, mm-hmm. the classic... Uh, give and take between Rebecca and Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. On did you Cheers. like her better than Diane? Um, yes. I did too. Yeah, yeah. I did too. I thought she was a better foil for Sam. But Diane was, well, Diane was perfectly played. It wasn't anything wrong with the character, but yeah. It was, no, she no, was always, the, she was always above, you know, she was, she was always intellectually, uh, you know, above Sam and what right, are you? And, right. and then, but when she left, there was fear. Like, oh, what are you gonna, you know, what are you gonna do? This is a, a cast that is, you know, vomit. and right. then it didn't. It was different, but didn't drop off. No, it really I mean, didn't. It like, yeah, kind of just continued yeah. on. Like when when Woody replaced Coach too. You know, I mean, uh, about as good an ensemble cast as you could have. Yeah, really good, really great show. You could you could go and you could make it. I could make a case for like this is my favorite character. No, this is my favorite. That's when you know shows are good. Right. Right. Seinfeld's in that same kind of boat. Right. I know it is definitely is for you, but you go some days this is some days, uh, some days you're a Jerry, mm-hmm. some days you're a George. Right. Uh, you know, you're a Sam, you're a Woody, you're a, a Norm, you're I was more of a Norm than anything. You were, you know, like like everybody everybody made sense. Mm-hmm. Um and and to me, it's my favorite show of all time. And I think it stands the test of time. It does. Which a lot of shows I don't think do. Oh, I don't even think Seinfeld you, stands the test even though of time had, at all. You had favorite shows. They're like, you watch it down, you go, ooh, cheers. I could, you could watch an episode, you sit down, watch an episode today. You're like, no, nah, it's still funny. I think I Love Lucy stands the test of time better than Seinfeld, Seinfeld yeah. does. And Seinfeld's yeah. my all-time favorite yeah. show. I yep. watch it every day, at least one episode, right? Yep. So I, I think, you know, from, from standing on the test of time thing, Seinfeld is a total zero on there. But still a brilliant TV show. A brilliant show. Just like Cheers was a brilliant show, too. Yeah, Rebecca was a pretty good character. You didn't knock. Habit. Oh, my God. Well, this place doesn't even look like my office anymore. Thank you. wasn't easy. How could you do this? I mean, you, you, you took away all the, all the charm, all the warmth. Where's Dave? Dave? My moose head. <laughs> I set him free. <laughs> if he really loves you, he'll come back. A moose head designed to come back. Yeah. Uh, she should have never fallen for Robin Colcord. Other I know. Than that, yeah. Other than that. And a spoiler. Sorry. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Was he the guy who was taking uh, Woody's girlfriend? No, that, that was, was Henri. Henri. Yes. Henri yes. Another great, another great yeah. character. Woody. Yes. I am here to take your girlfriend. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. That was Henri. Yes. <laughs> So, uh, Kirstie Alley passing away at the age of 71. Again, Wichita was proud to go back. I think still owned a home there, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And, yes, she's listed as famous alumni for both Both K-State and KU, which is is pretty rare. Pretty rare, right? Are we going to fight over that now? I would would guess. Yeah. I would guess. All right. uh, We were... Uh, we heard J.J. Piccolo in the last segment, speaking from the winter meetings, talking to MLB Radio, and basically, hey, got to get... Got to get some, got to get some pitching, but a couple of other things we want to hit on as well. I still think having a starting pitcher in our rotation is really paramount. Uh, maybe even two, 
Mm. Uh, and it doesn't take away from anything that our our young guys will do at some point, but we'd be looking at short-term deals uh, to help bridge that gap and allow them to learn and just settle into being good major league players. And you always want to upgrade your bullpen. It just seems like right. you, you never have enough bullets down there. Yeah. Uh, and our lineup, we're, we're fairly comfortable right now. It's a matter of who's going to play third base. And, um, you know, we, we do have great hopes that Bobby Wood Jr. is going to settle in at shortstop. He's certainly capable. And then we just got to move some other things around. All right. I wish they weren't in the mode of having to have bridge starting pitching. But I do but like are. it. But I do but like it. But it's realistic. Yeah, it's the right thing it's, to do. It's the honest answer. It's realistic. I wish it wasn't there. I wish everybody was ready and you weren't having to buy bridge pitchers. Mm-hmm. That's where they're at. And then around the diamond, yeah, you're mostly comfortable. Third base, though, is int- brings up an interesting dynamic for this team. Yeah, do you want to do thir- third base first or pitching first? Um, we'll start with the pitching. All right, let's, let's start with the he pitching. He started with the pitching. He let's did. start with the pitching. All right, so, so short-term bridge pitchers, you may think to yourself, oh, boy, here we go again. If Dayton Moore was still the general manager and Mike Matheny was the field manager and Cal Eldred was the pitching coach and they were doing bridge pitchers again, I would tell the Royals to keep their money and to not spend a dime on pitching this offseason because Cal Eldred stunk. The pitching development in this organization has not been good. Okay, that's just the fact of the matter. It has not been good. I would not go out there and spend money on bridge pitching. I would go out there and look for long-term solutions. But with with this new uh, regime that has taken over, with with JJ now in charge, with Q as manager, I'm I'm being told that they hired that pitching coach Brian Sweeney. I think they're going to hire potentially two more like assistant pitching coaches. I am willing to see what these young kids can do and quite honestly, kind of excited about what these young kids can do with voices that are going to be in there that are modernized pitching people, not what we had here. Modernized pitching people. Well, it's it's, it's true. It's It's funny to hear it that way. But young players crave different things. They want different kinds of information. And and when you have somebody trying to push a square peg into a round pole, which is what the whole Cal Eldred thing was, it's not going to work. So you're bringing in new voices. You're bringing in new people. You're bringing in new ideas. I'm excited to see what Daniel Lynch can do. I'm excited to see what Bubich can do. I'm excited to see what Kowar can do. We've already seen what Brady Singer can do, and if he was good with Cal Eldred, he may be a Cy Young with some of these new guys coming in, right? And I believe they're going to bring back Zach Ranke. That's how I would kind of go into this season, with those five in your starting rotation, because now this is the opportunity for those other three to either sink or swim. Like, you can't blame Cal Eldred anymore. He's gone. Right, you can't blame the pitching development. No. They're they're gone now. This is a whole new regime with different attitudes, different ideals, different views on ways to pitch at the big league level. And since you're a small market team and a small budget team, like 25 other teams in baseball, you have the opportunity now to get these young kids in with a new voice. And if the new voice unlocks what they've needed to have unlocked, and they take off and they hit the ground running then you've got three more starting pitchers for $700,000 a piece. That's that's the good way to do it. But I also understand having a couple of bridge pitchers in there just in case they don't get it because the odds are all three of them are not going to achieve success, right? That's just the odds in baseball right now. But I'm excited to see what the new voice can do from a pitching standpoint, new voice is from a pitching standpoint. I am am less than excited about the bridge pitchers. Yeah, but like you kind of need them. But but I but I think it's an honest answer. Yeah. Like I I we've been over the the lists of people that might be available in their realm. None of them 
moved the needle for me at all. Right. Like, but I get that's where they're at. I am more encouraged about, okay, if it was the system, can you change the system? Are these the right guys? They just need something else. Right. And if that and I unlocks think that's where them, the are. if that unlocks them, then we're in business. You don't give up on talent, right? And, and because there's no magic fix in free agency right now for what they're looking for. No, the round God, they're no. looking for. No, they're literally the the pool is um, guys that have uh, had a, a a turnaround year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of the that's kind of their guys, right? That that's uh, who your bridge that's, pitchers are. Yeah. That's that's not that's not any great shakes. But can you bring somebody here that unlocks? The guys that you, you've seen a little flash of potential here and there, but you're like, okay, can they make that singer-like jump? That's what I'm hoping maybe, for. Maybe Heasley stops puking on the mound, right, and figures it out, right? So, you know, there there are a lot of guys and a lot of arms and a lot of young potential still in this organization. I think a new voice is what they need, and I think a new voice and a pitching thing is a big reason why we saw the change here in yeah. Kansas City because they just, the, we have a lot of these young starters why in 16 years didn't we really develop any yeah, of them? Yeah. What's been going on? What's been wrong? And so we've got new eyes and a new approach and kind of a new lease for a lot of these kids. So I'm excited about now, that. Now, bullpen's bullpen. Go ahead and build that. Whatever Fine. you feel you yeah. need to upgrade there, you do you on that one. Right. Third base. Third base. I'm going to present two scenarios to you. Who will play third base? They said JJ said right there, we hope Bobby Witt Jr. settles into shortstop. But that doesn't sound... It doesn't sound uh, like definitive. No, it does not. So let me present two scenarios to okay. you. Would you rather have them move Bobby with the third and have Mondi at shortstop or Dozier at third, Bobby at short and Lopez at second? Cause I'm not particularly fond of either option because Mondi's not reliable and Dozier stinks. But if I'm not relying on this to get wins, let's put it that way. I'm not relying on it to get wins and what have you, but Mondi's your best option. If he's healthy, Mondi's your best option. At short or at, at short. third? Yeah. At short. At short. I agree. But if Bobby Witt's a third baseman, Bobby Witt's a third baseman, too. I don't know. Sure. Like what? I don't know what his preference is. We all wanted him to be the star stud shortstop. Maybe he's a third baseman. I don't know. What like what's what what's the worst thing in the world if that's the case? If he puts up his same offensive numbers and plays a a, a great third base. Like, what do I, what do I care if he plays short or third? Yeah, I don't if care. If third's his better spot than third it is. Third saves you money I wanted, in the long run. I, yeah. I, did you <laughs> want it to be that, oh man, he's that middle of the diamond, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because we wanted that's where you want your star to be. Like, but if he's better at third, play him at third. And then, and then Montessi's your best option. Mm-hmm. He is Those as much two, as I don't want to rely on yeah. that guy. I don't want to rely on Hunter Dozier. No. And I, 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 I can't go into a season with him on the 26-man roster. And Nicky Lopez is a nice player. If Massey's your second baseman, I feel like, well, then Lopez is your your flex guy. He's your flex guy. That's right. I forgot about Massey, too. You can roll him in there you know in mean? second. Maybe Lopez so, at short and Bobby Wood at third, then. Yeah. I, I strangely don't hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would. When presented with it, I thought I would be like, no, no, no. But I actually I actually don't mind Massey at second, Lopez at short, and, and Bobby Wood at third at all. I actually kind of like that. Lopez it, at short? I mean, Lo, yeah, that's yeah, what I said. Yeah, Lo, yeah, Lopez yeah. at well, short. I don't think that's I, – I think Monty's going to get a full – I think Monty's going to get a chance. Well, so. he, but he's going to get hurt. You know he is. Okay, then I do have Lopez right. for that. When that – you know, it's a great backup plan too. Right, you know? I, I can live with that. I, ju- I just can't live with a roster of where we're relying on, counting on – Hunter Dozier and Mondi, like one of those guys has got to go. But you might need, you might need them all. You might need them all to yeah, replace the one that might go. There, there's somebody down in the minor <laughs> leagues you can bring up instead of Dozier. You, you like to think. 
No, no, Dozier for sure. I'm just saying Mondi. I'm like, yeah. they can't get away. Oh, if he's healthy, then he's playing. They, yeah. 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 They, but, they can't get away from that. But uh, you, you and I may have gotten away from that. They're not getting away but from you, that. But you've got to have a backup plan. you got to know that on April 15th, when Mondi goes down yeah. for the year, yeah, you've you, you got somewhere to go. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got, you got a couple of spots yeah. to go. Yeah. That's when you make the, the consideration. Do I put Witt back to shortstop? Do I let Lopez play at shortstop? Do mm-hmm. I, you know, find a third baseman? I mean, yeah. You, I think all, I think you do have the options there. Yeah. Okay. You just might not like all of them. And Mondi, I think, does factor in, unfortunately. Uh, we found out today uh, Bob's back for his alma mater. I was pleasantly surprised. Next. The home for legend Bob. Legend Bob. He's an expert on rubbing balls. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. Friday, January 13th. Mark it down. We want to see you at Cinder Block Brewing in North Kansas City. Starting at 6, it's when we are going to tap the playoff Pilsner. That's right. If you were at the party last year, it's a great time. Hope to see even more of you this year. They've never sold as much beer as that night we were there. And so we're back. The playoff Pilsner will be tapped Friday, January 13th. Cinder Block Brewing, North Kansas City, starting at 6. Hope to see you there just ahead of the postseason. It's not like new, new, but I, I watched, I watched it recently. What'd you think? New Fletch versus old Fletch. John Hamm is the new Fletch. Oh, I didn't see it. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. I'm skeptical to even. To I think you it. would be all in on that one. Did you like not it? Not bad. Yeah, okay, I mean, it wasn't. It I mean, wasn't a steak sandwich, steak sandwich. No, nah, it wasn't Chevy. I mean, the but. problem is you can't redo a lot of these things that Chevy Chase was in because everything was ad libbed. And but, people don't realize that, like, the majority of stuff he did on screen was ad-libbed. I like John Hamm. I think he's tremendously talented. I think he's really funny. Um, and they did have, like, callbacks to, you know, it was clearly the same character. Yeah. Like, you know, they had callbacks, wore the Laker hat, and they had callbacks and whatever. It wasn't, I, I expected it to be, like, like cringeworthy, like you're watching and you're going, oh, man. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Okay. So we should try it. Yeah. It's... Looking to kill some time. It would be like if you're going to remake Christmas Vacation. You can't remake that. I, I just think remaking Chevy Chase movies is really, really hard because he's so freaking talented. Yeah, but if you could you could reboot but make it different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a lot of these have been they haven't been direct, whatever. But this one is clearly like that's the character. He's right. Moved on. It's he's got the history of of Fletch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so it's a it's sequel, if you will, of, yeah. a carry on of yeah. where we are in yeah. life now. Okay. Like like uh, Christmas uh, Story two, I guess the I haven't Christmas seen that story, one yet. Christmas. Do you reckon? Yes, Cute. no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Okay. Look, are you going in thinking it's going to be a Van Gogh? <laughs> no. no, no. But if you go in with an open mind, like, hey, it's just a continuation yeah. of the story. Yeah. It's fun. It's okay. a nice family classic. Get some hot okay. chocolate and watch it. Okay, I like that. Like okay. Coming to America too. You don't go in there thinking that it's going to be the original. You know, you can't mess with Coming to it America. It was damn near the original, it, though. That it, one, it, it, was, yeah, it, it, it was good. good yeah. You know, once you looked at it like that and say, okay, you know what? I'm yeah. not expecting 
It was really well done. That was kind of the first of those movies of like you went in thinking like, what are we getting here? And if you went in with the expectation that it was going to be the same, well, then you were severely wrong. But if you go in with a different expectation, that's a different movie. Hey, go for it. I thought it was very much the same. I thought that's what I liked about it. I mean, they just they didn't. We just grew some fastballs down the middle. Well, they they're did like, do that as well. Yes, like, we're not yes. going to deviate too much from this thing. <laughs> so I thought they played so many of the hits. I was like, oh, my goodness. That was so long uh, ago yeah. now, too. I mean, that was years ago that they remade that one. And uh, it's been kind of, you no, know, it has been. It's been longer than you think, I believe. Two years? Yeah, it was a couple years. It was during COVID. Yeah, it was during COVID. Oh, it was during COVID? Yeah. Oh, well, my mistake, though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I mean, it was I, a lot longer back then. It may seem like years ago. No, that was like one of the yeah. first movies that Prime had yeah. that they got everybody ah, to go to Prime. Ah, that's yeah. right. You're right about that. Yeah. During COVID, that was the longest seven years of my life. <laughs> that's right. Still so going. Depends how long you thought that was. So, yeah, yeah. To, each, to each their own in terms of how long they they felt that that, mm-hmm. that whole deal was uh we found out earlier in the show that bob is back i'm back rooting for my alma mater because the head coach of missouri's football team yeah eli drinkwitz was asked about the uh, the bowl process and as you know we discussed you it say on his name was drink schlitz drinkwitz oh. you know what his name is uh so uh, remember on, on, I think it was Friday, right? It was Friday. Yes. Friday. Uh, That's when nine we found out hour, Missouri chickened out of the bowl game against Kansas. It was reported that they could have played, but Missouri said no. Okay. They had other, they had other considerations to, to deal with. Uh, namely they had a basketball game, same day as the Liberty bowl, uh, big game against Kentucky. They didn't want to force their fan base to choose. They wanted to play mm-hmm. early before Christmas. Yeah, Shakespeare's without, was having without, a two for one pizza deal that the players wanted to get in had on. a lot of excuses. Eli Harpo's was having a good happy hour was then asked about the, uh, the bowl process and keeps the, the, uh, the flames going. Yeah. I, you know, I realized that bowl selection process is different from conference to conference. And if you haven't been in a bowl game and I don't know, 12, 15 years, maybe that thing's changed for you. And so maybe that the way that's Jeez. done at other places wow. is Seems personal. Um, we submit preferences uh, to the, to the uh, uh, conference um, based on a lot of different factors. Um, what's best for our university, what's best for our fan base, what's best for our student athletes. Uh, and we don't really factor anybody else in that. When you're an under 500 coach overall and in the league, do you have any opportunity to really turn down bowl games either? Not, I guess you submit your preference, sure, but you might end up in the Gasparilla Bowl if you yeah, do. Yeah, like if, if you're under 500, though, do you really have any preference? Uh, you're a little lower down the pecking order, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I say under 500 overall, 17 and 18, 11 and 15 f- in the league. Five hundred. He'd be coach. first place in the yeah. Big Twelve. Yeah. Um, if you've got that kind of record, do you really have a say? Do you really have preferences, or do you get what's left over after they give all? I don't know the better teams. You know the spots in the bowls. But he's he's perfect. I love that guy because he's got me fired up. Right. I'm a Kansas grad, and he's the Missouri coach. And he's got me fired up and ready to go. He's playing the perfect role of Bill Self this generation. Yeah, you, play, you haven't been in a bowl game in a yeah. damn decade. Or right. What? So Bill Self was the heel for 10 yeah. years in all of this, right? Everybody blamed Bill, and it was Bill's fault. I kind of like the now new heel. I, I yeah. like it. And, and and it's good because that's what a rivalry is about. I heard him say that yesterday. I'm like, I'm, I'm driving to Columbia. Let's go. <laughs> like, I want to go. You're Let's back. do this. I'm back. I like it. You're back. Now, I want Lance Leipold to fire back at Mizzou. There, there, there needs to be a subtle fire back from Kansas on this one. Don't act like you're the bigger people because you're not. 
fire back. Keep this thing going. That's what it's about. That's what fans want. Sports is entertainment. Don't get to the point where you take yourself too serious and you're wearing a stuffy shirt and you think you're better. No, Lance needs to fire back. Fire back. If only Missouri or uh, Arkansas had beat Missouri, um, would it have been great? Yeah, like, it would have really, been, yeah. been, been yeah. like the perfect like softball. Yeah, be like, well, we got the better end of this one as well because we got the team that knocked them off, yeah. knocked them off, and won the board. And it, but it didn't turn out that didn't way. Turn so out he doesn't that way. quite have that ammo. But yeah, I'd but there's to see got the back there's got to be something to yeah. fire back yeah. on. I mean, they got speech writers over there in Lawrence that can come up with some yeah. stuff to yeah. fire yeah. back yeah. on. I mean, yeah. I could if they want to give me a check, but maybe, I'm not giving out the information for free. Hey, maybe maybe Bill Self does take on that role this week. Basketball is coming up at the end of the week. That's right. Maybe he does. Kansas going to Missouri mm-hmm. on on Saturday. Yeah, that is true. We got the big game. Maybe it says, well, I guess we're gonna have to settle here because they were too chicken to play us at football. Maybe so. You know, maybe. maybe. I mean, maybe. When is Bill speaking? Is Bill speaking this week? He's got to talk this week of his finals. They're not going to make him available or whatever, but, um, or is he traveling? Like he's got to speak this week and say something like that. He, he, he should probably say we're going down to the page center to take care of business for Missouri since they didn't want to do it on the football field. Yeah. We're winning this one for football too. Yeah. That'd be great. I'm just glad you're back. I'm glad you're in. I just don't understand the thinking, though, of Missouri. Like, you had the opportunity to truly schedule a bowl game that people were going to be interested in. Which is hard to do. It's hard to do. Now Kansas is playing on a Wednesday at 4.30, and Missouri's playing in something called the Gasparilla Bowl, which will be featuring uh, December 23rd against uh, Wake Forest. Forest. That that move your... Mizzou needle six five thirty in the middle of the afternoon on a on a what a Thursday, two Wednesday maybe that's a Wednesday right the twenty third twenty third no is a Friday it's a Friday it's a Friday it's a Friday five thirty on a Friday in the Gasparilla Bowl against Wake Forest or you could have played KU and they could have named the time and people would be tuning in for that one and the crowd would have been great it would have been like a real legit like. Mm-hmm. Hey, this bowl game matters. Like it's the eighties again. Yeah. Missed opportunity. It really is like the only people that are hurting in this are the fans. The fans want this. And Missouri was yellow. Glad you're back. Doesn't take much to get back. Just give me a little crumb and I'll take it and yeah, run. Yeah. And now I, for a long time as well, it was, you know, Kansas is not up to Missouri's level. They are, they are they were, 500. They were 500. Right. Both teams are 500. Play, exactly this, play right. this game. Let's play go. Play this game. Let's go. Because for all those years, I, I was like, I don't want to play this game at Arrowhead. It would be a bad look for everybody involved. We weren't going to get 78,000 in there. I'm glad when they play in five years and neither coach is around, you know, it's going to be on an on-campus site. I, I, I think, though, that game would have been perfect for a bowl game this year because maybe Kansas is on the right track. Maybe they are. I mean, it sure looks like that way. Missouri's very average, always have been. So if Kansas can... See, you're back. I love it. I'm just speaking oh, the truth. Just he's back. If if Kansas can continue to be 7-5, and 8-4, and four, Missouri just is able to stay average, which may be hard to do. I don't know. The SEC's tough. Maybe they can meet in a bowl game. Like, again... Eli gets it because because he he gets the entertainment factor of this one. 
But where he did miss out is the entertainment factor would have been even better if they were playing and we had an entire month of smack talk going on. It'd be really good. It'd be great. Three weeks of that? Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of bowl press conferences, oh, most of which you don't yeah. pay attention to. Right. There are a lot of them, and there'd be a lot. There'd be there'd be there'd be something for like three weeks. Yeah, every for day. This one would be great. Yes, it would be fantastic. It'd be the that, most, that's where it's missed. It'd be the most. I mean, for our region, obviously, but like you want some juice for a two five hundred teams playing in a bowl game. You got it. Yeah, but 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 that's that's the the fact in in real world serious chat for just one second. That's the way. Sports has to think, though. No longer is it about, I'm a better X's and O's, guys. Nobody cares about that anymore. Are you entertaining? Is it something I want to spend time on? Is it something I want to spend money on? Is it something that I want to consume? Kansas versus Missouri in a bowl game answers yes to all of those. Kansas versus Arkansas at 430 on a Wednesday and Missouri versus Wake Forest at 530 on a Friday. If I'm in front of a TV, maybe I watch. It's not appointment television. No, you're not. It's watching. not appointment viewing. You're not watching. Um, I mean, Mizzou. There's even a Mizzou fan going. I'm not watching. I'm playing Kansas. I'm not watching it. I'm like, wow. Like, not even your team. And also, I don't. I still understand why you're sacrificing thirty thousand to go to the bowl. I don't know how many are going to go to the bowl game. Could be thirty. Yeah. If they were, they would go to that game, something like that, for fifteen that are going to be at the basketball maybe. Facility? Maybe for a regular you, season game. Right. Do you think they're going to, I mean, especially with holiday break, you got the students out at that point in time. They're not going to be there for that game. It was, it was, it was done wrong. It was done wrong. And there's no other way to put it. No, two teams should be playing. Yes. It'd be a whole bunch of fun. A whole bunch of fun. Uh, Patrick Mahomes dropping by the drive yesterday on 610 sports radio and says those Bengals, they are not a rival. Oh, boy, Cincinnati's not going to want to hear this. Mm-mm. The Bengals, Patrick Mahomes says, are not a rival. Actually, Bengals fans, you're fine with this. I don't know if you call it a rival. We haven't beat them yet. So, uh, until we beat them, that is not really a robbery. They just have beat us a couple times now. So, uh, I'm sure we'll play them a lot. Um, and then the following years, and maybe again in the playoffs, if we uh, match up again there. Um, but there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, so we have to just continue to get better and better and prepare ourselves to make a playoff run. I like that. We're not to the level of being a rival with them yet. They've got scoreboard. That's true. We've said it about the AFC West. Are these teams really rivals anymore? Well, the Bengals are going, Chiefs aren't our rival. They're our little brother. We beat huh. them up all the time. That's got to be fuel for the fire for the Chiefs. Yeah. Mahomes saying that. Look, I can't. I can't. He's kind of acknowledged. Yeah, they got us. Right. I can't. What am I supposed to do about it? I can't do anything about it now. Mm-hmm. One day this might be a rivalry. It's not now. They own us. Right. They Ooh. got us. Ooh. The little things that happen throughout the game can cost you. And I think there was just little things that we did throughout the game, um, especially in that fourth quarter, that, that cost us the, the win. So, I mean, uh, you got to execute at a high level for four full quarters. And I felt like we just had two really good ones and two bad ones, and that's why we lost it. If there's one play that you would like to go back and change and the outcome would be different, what play would it be? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you never want you never want the fumble, I guess you would say. I mean, I think it changed the momentum of the game uh, a little bit in a sense. But I mean, I, I trust that guys like Travis, when they're fighting for extra yards like that, that they that usually that's a good thing for us. Um, but um, anytime there's a turnover, that definitely that definitely uh, sucks. So you want to make sure that you can just uh, not turn the ball over. But I trust those guys to continue to make plays. Yeah, well, one play back. I think everybody wants the one play back. But there's you don't the, want that in, ball ripped out of Travis Kelsey's hands. Right. That, that was the, the difference in that game. The interesting thing, though, is it, it's like 
chicken and the egg almost type of argument is that he said there, he goes, I don't want Travis not fighting for those extra yards. But at that point of the game, you're up four. You don't need to fight for those extra yards, right? But if you tell him not to fight for those extra yards, is that going to be? So, look, I, I look at that fumble, and it sucks. And, I th- and I Travis is probably beating himself up he over is. it. He but is. he had 27 Bengals on his yeah, back. Yeah. Like, You heard him last night on the Chiefs Kingdom show. Kelsey was wearing it. He's like, that's on me, man. That's that's I, uh, I'm a competitor. That's that, That's on me. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you Cincinnati made a great play They're The defenders are trained to rip out of football. They made it and, and they made it. But, but I think but what, Travis thinks he should never fumble and he shouldn't, but that's I think a, Andy will tell you time and place though, too. understand game situation where you are. Is yeah, there a need in, to fight for an extra three yards? In, Not in, really in the revisionist in the revisionist history. You go down. Right. And and I think Cradle that's what Andy's going to tell go him. to the ground. Hey, Trav. Hey, next time you're in a situation like that, just go to the ground. Just, man. Just, just we'll, we'll be fine. Just, just go to the, the ground. Just the do the Jesse Bates and go to the ground. Right. <laughs> just duck out of Jesse Bates. Uh, if you missed any of the show today, we talked to uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. We talked to uh, Chiefs color analyst uh, Danon Hughes. You can always catch him anytime. 610sports.com with the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it for free, and you can listen on the go. Again, Friday, January 13th. Don't forget, Cinderblock Brewing, North Kansas City. Starting at 6, Playoff Pilsner will be tapped. We want to see you there. Mark it down your calendar so you got it for 2020. If, you, if you've purchased that 2023 calendar, just go ahead and circle that. Circle that date. That'll do it for us. Cody Golder next here on 610 Sports Radio. 60 minutes will be coming up following football, followed by murder, she wrote.